Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Good morning, Hoopballers. How is everyone doing today? Uh, welcome to another edition of Hoopball DFS Today. I'm your host, Santino Cocone, and I'm joined by the one, the only, Michael Apatria. How you doing today, Mike? I'm doing well. Uh, recording this the night before, so you know we're, we're hitting this up on Tuesday night. Uh, and Santino, I uh, you know I almost I felt I almost felt like DeAndre Ayton. Uh, on this podcast because I was a little exhausted, so I was I was napping prior, uh, <laughs> and I I almost missed my my test and you know showed up to the game after the first quarter. No, but uh, luckily that's that's the good thing about recording a podcast. One of your best friends, you know, you do all your research prior, you take a small little nap, uh, and then you know you were able to just text or call my girlfriend and be like, you know, get this idiot up. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, phone uh, wasn't ringing. I couldn't get a hold of you. I was like, "What is this guy doing?" I call. I called her, and she picked up. Um, and and we we finally got a hold of you. Uh, she's she's been great lately. Now we're on the same page. So um, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we mended fences there. There was no there was no broken fences, but uh, uh, I, I've seen the light lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, since, yeah, Santino and my girlfriend they feud. Uh, it's a love hate <laughs> relationship between them too. Uh, you're you're going to have to show her the pod, though, because I'm shouting out the, the now more love side. of. You know of what? It. Listen, I always tell her, <laughs> I, I give her, I, I shout her out and I show her a lot of love on the pod, but uh, she's not going to hear it unless she listens. So that's uh, up to her to, to be out there and, and, and support the pod. Uh, and then she'll hear her. She'll hear her compliment. And she'll hear her shout out. If that's the case. But she, she doesn't believe it's real. But now it's out there in the ether. So it's real, Liv. <laughs> yeah, the tooth, awesome. the tooth fairy, uh, you know, Santa Claus and Santino <laughs> compliments are probably all you know lumped together in the same kind of uh, fairy tale hood. Wait, the other two aren't real. Um, That's besides the point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're recording the night the night before. Uh, we just finished a barn burner. Uh, someone was sleeping through it. I can't believe it. It was one of the best fourth quarters I've seen. In the bubble, uh, it was absolutely fantastic. The Mavs and Blazers game, uh, the Mavs were actually trying, which is which is hard to see unless you're fighting for a playoff spot. You don't really see that lately. Uh, team actually trying to get a higher seed, um, but the the Blazers and and Dame, whoo! At one point in the last five minutes, they they made six straight threes back to back to back to back to back to back, and the last one was capped off by uh, Lillard's. Shot that was from the logo again. He just pulled up and said, I'm, I'm heating up and just took it. It bounced off the rim, went about 10 feet in the air, and then nothing but net after that. And it was just like, wow, that this game is incredible, man. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's a good thing you know I had that recorded and I was planning on watching it. Um, you know, no surprises <laughs> for, for for me on that one, but uh, no, I'm, just, I'm joking. Um, I didn't tell I'm you who sure. won. I didn't say who won. I just said it was a bar <laughs> No, um, man. And you know what? If I were to wake up from a nap and you were to tell me that there was one game on that slate that ended up being close, barn burner, and have like a ton of interesting action going on, um, it didn't surprise me whatsoever. That's that one. I mean, I, I as far as DFS. Loaded up on that game. I played a ton of Dame. I played a good amount of Luca. Uh, we were talking about it prior to the slate. Sprinkled in some Porzingis. Um, you could just expect that, you know, the teams like the Mav, uh, Mavs, they're dangerous walking into playoffs, and they believe fully uh, into just having a lot of momentum going in there, and they could definitely look to upset somebody, and that's what they're hoping to do. Uh, it's going to be tough at that seven seed, but... Hey, you have yeah. them clicking like this, the way Luca and Porzingis have been playing in the bubble. They might have been they might be playing like the best one two combo in the bubble. Maybe not the best team since they arrived in the bubble, but definitely I think the best one two combo. Yeah, and there's not many teams that have been distinguishing themselves as being an elite team right now in the bubble. Take out the the Suns and and no team has like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets. Everybody out west hasn't looked that great. Um, but We'll see how it is when playoff time comes. But right now, it looks like it's it could be anybody's game in this bubble. And uh, spoiler alert, sorry, buddy, but the Blazers did wind up hanging on that hunt of the game. Um, and now they are actually the eight seed. The ha- they have a half game over the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Spurs. The Grizzlies are playing themselves out of the playoff. Not only the eight seed, but possibly out of the playoffs. Uh, the Spurs and Suns. And Grizzlies all they are and the Blazers they all have one game left, uh, but the Grizzlies play the Bucks. The Bucks might not play anybody. Um, the then the Blazers play the, uh, <laughs> the the Nets. But I said I don't know who the Nets will play. But if they if they bench their guys, uh, we've been seeing what I I don't know how to explain this. Can you explain something before we get into something? What is going on with the bench of the bench of the bench of the Nets? I don't understand it. I imagine it being something <laughs> like the scene in Space uh, Space Jam where they all just touch the basketball and, uh, you know, get their powers back, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Because uh, TLC, Timothy uh, Luau Cabarro, uh, this guy's a walking bucket when he wants to be, I guess. I I, I didn't know that he had it in him. Um, but he I think he had like 12 points like within the first like five or six minutes of the game, not even uh, actual points, not DFS points. And, yeah, yeah. Um, that game did not go the way I expected. I did not expect like a 20 point lead like coming out of the gate in the first quarter, second quarter of the game. Uh, but shout out credit to the nets. Um, you know, maybe a couple of them are trying to get into Katie and Kyrie's good graces. So I think it's stay on this team <laughs> next season. Yeah. They're playing out of their minds. Um, and it, it's, it's funny to see, uh, but yeah, let's, let's get onto this late, man. Um, spend a little, little time bantering. I liked it. We're talking about the, basketball and what we've seen talking about the bubble uh maybe at one point we'll talk about who we think might win the bubble mvp because they're they're actually giving a bubble mvp award now that's awesome um but this slate to me is ugly man this is this slate that we're about to break down these four games is just i I almost don't want to touch it at all um but we're here and, and we got to touch it anyway. Uh, so let's <laughs> jump into that first game. Right now we have no lines for any game. And I think this is going to be the theme until we get um, little, uh, really close to game time, a lot closer. Because 
Vegas doesn't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Even if they release people in and out or questionable beforehand, as we saw with the Bucks, who just all of a sudden rested everybody um, and then unrested Giannis. It's uh, <laughs> there's just so much madness going on right now. We're in wacky season, guys. This is the NBA silly season. It happens every year. This just so happens to be in, inside of a bubble, um, and we weren't fully expecting this because of the long layoff. We thought maybe they're going to try and use these eight games to get ramp themselves back up, but not every team is doing that. Um, how do you feel yeah, about that? I mean, yeah, we're, we're used to seeing this in like April, uh, not necessarily <laughs> yeah. August. And, uh, you know, the best way I would describe it and, you know, treat it as is like week 17 of the NFL season. Uh, it's there, you know, teams are playing. We don't know if we're probably not going to see all the starters. Uh, we don't know. Maybe some guys might be going for certain accolades or, uh, you know, flying for a playoff spot. And that's where we could consider them. But uh, it's very risky and it's, it's murky times. And if, you know, I would say limit your, you know, your bankroll and what you're playing with. If you're not sitting there watching, you know, lineup block, you're not on Twitter checking all the updates because uh, it's very volatile. And you can sync your lineup before it even starts if you play a guy that gets late scratched. Yeah. And most teams. Uh, like I said, the the Mavs were one of the few who were playing for a seed, um, but most teams aren't even playing for a seed unless it's fighting for that playoff spot because um, they're in the bubble. Home court doesn't mean anything anymore. You're, you're not going to get extra fans in there or, or in your regular court. Um, but yeah, let's jump right into this first game now. Uh, it's the Pacers versus the Rockets. Um, and this starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, guys. And right now, the news that we have is Westbrook is most likely going to sit for rest purposes. He played on the first half of the back-to-back. Uh, they don't fully have him as sitting right now, but I can. it, it makes sense to sit him on the second half of the back-to-back, uh, especially after they lost. Um, with that said, Harden should be back in the lineup. Um, Daniel House is probable with a toe injury, and Eric Gordon might play. Um, he's trying to play tomorrow um, through that ankle injury and get back on the court. Uh, on the Pacer side, we have... T.J. Warren, he's definitely out with a foot injury. And then we have Malcolm Brogdon, questionable with a neck injury. Oladipo, questionable with an ankle injury. And Miles Turner, questionable with a neck injury. Uh, so heavy boppers out here already that might not play, might play. Um, Mike, take us, give us some insight on, on what you see in this first game in NBA silly season. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start with Houston. Yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, them being on the back-to-back, you touched on the big news. Uh, Westbrook most likely you know, to sit and, you know, with Harden playing, most likely. Uh, what to expect from him is probably what we saw from Westbrook today. Westbrook played about 28 minutes, didn't get a full compliment. Uh, we know these two guys, though, they can get it done still in 28 minutes. And, uh, you know, when we're just talking about obvious risk associated with anybody that we pay up for on tonight's slate, and that will be it because none of these teams that are, are playing tonight are playing for anything. You touched on that. The, you mm-hmm. know, we have uh, what four teams in the East right here. All the the East is pretty much entirely spoken for. Yep. Nothing's changing over there. And the teams in the West, they're already in the playoffs. So we don't need to worry about anything over here. So I don't mind nope. looking at a guy like Harden, even though he's 11-1, even though we're not getting a ton of minutes. Uh, just because he still probably has the highest upside out of anybody on this slate, even in limited minutes. In 28 minutes, he's a guy that can go out there and get 50. So um, as much as you don't want to pay 11-1 for a guy that's going to be limited, there's not a better guy to pay for 11-1 for and have to be limited <laughs> than James Harden. So he's still on my radar. Um, as far as some of these ancillary pieces, um, you know, we might end up seeing a couple of these other guys get ruled out a little bit closer to lock. You know, 
Covington uh, being a guy that kind of, you know, uh, played. So might end up sitting again. But you got to keep in mind, these guys that are actually in the rotation, you know, even though they're second unit guys, they might be limited as well. So it's tough to trust any of those ancillary guys. You might want to wait and see, uh, especially with it being back to back. But you'll probably end up seeing like a guy like Damari Carroll play a few extra minutes. Uh, Eric Gordon's hoping to play in this one, so he's going to end up siphoning a few extra minutes. Um, so it's tough. I, I would say Harden, Jeff Green, probably be one of my other top options, and then maybe like a guy like Damari Carroll. Uh, ben McLemore's price getting up to 5K, uh, a little too, little too high for my liking. Uh, we're going to have some other value spots, and I just don't trust that he's going to go play 30, 40 minutes on a back-to-back. Okay, man. I like it. And uh, the, you hit both of the, I only have two people on, on Houston that I circled. And uh, when I do get to line up lock around 3.30 to 4 o'clock in Eastern time, I'm probably going to have to – everything's going to be scrambled, and I'm going to have to have extra money and play these people anyway. But um, Harden is one of – you, two people you said are, are the guys I have, and one is Harden for every reason you mentioned – uh, everybody on this slate has risk associated with them with their minutes. So if I'm going to take that into account, and, and even at a 11-1 price tag, Harden is still the safest guy. Uh, if every Say everybody, nobody plays over 30 minutes, I want Harden, just knowing that uh, in 28 minutes he could still score 30 points against this team, and he could still do what only James Harden can do. Um, the other guy you mentioned uh, is another guy I like is, is Jeff Green. I can't say I like him. I take that back. Uh, but 4,400, uh, he might have a safe roll. Um, and and <laughs> around that price tag, if I'm going to roll the dice, and they and they have a couple other people missing, uh, he should see a decent amount of time. Uh, but again, it, it's really hard to trust anyone. Like you mentioned, Macklemore and Austin Rivers is now 48. Uh, that's too high of a price for me. Uh, and and they're probably going to have the same limitations. Um, so I would I would look Green's way if I need a cheap value and um, Harden's way because he has the safest floor of anybody even on a minutes limit uh, which anybody could have in this 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 wacky slate. Yeah, the only thing that stinks is that uh, Jeff Green center eligible only. Uh, so it's not a yeah. guy like that uh, you for can just some throw reason. In there. I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's been a power forward and a small forward pretty much his whole career. I don't know why he has center only eligibility, but. Uh, Thank you, DraftKings. And anybody over six five on the Rockets, they like just grant <laughs> center eligibility to. It's the way it works over there. It's crazy. Um, I feel like even when they leave, if they played center for like at least a minute and a half while on the Rockets, which if you play on the Rockets, even Austin Rivers, I'm sure locked at least a few minutes at center this season. Hilariously, uh, you should get it. Hilariously, Carroll and Amba Amote also have center eligibility. Kabakla has power forward and center, uh, which I would assume. Jeff Green's a forward. He's not a center. But, yeah, exactly what you said. DraftKings has taken the small ball to uh, the next level. <laughs> They're not joking with it. Hello? Yeah. And, um, as far as, you know, anybody else that you're looking at on this team, you know, real touch on real fast. If you're you're if you're looking at any of those ancillary pieces, like the Mute as well, um, yeah, if they're going to play him, this is this is the type of game that they would play. I wouldn't play a guy like Tyson Chandler, a veteran who's going to be limited. Um but I wouldn't be shocked if we see Carol and Bamute, um, maybe even Kabokolo, like those guys, like you just mentioned. I didn't, I didn't touch on Kabokolo, but he's another guy that I think he's a really good blowout, or not blowout, but like garbage time role. Um, if he ends up playing 25 minutes, he's got some pretty decent upside. He can rack it up multiple different ways. Yeah. 
So let's jump on over to the the Pacers, man. Uh, we know TJ TJ Buckets is out. Uh, we don't know. We know Sabonis is out, obviously, uh, but we don't know quite yet the update on Brogdon, Turner, Oladipo. Uh, with how everything has been playing and how everything's going in this bubble, I'm just going to assume that none of them are going to play. Uh, they lost to the Heat, and if they play the Heat again, and that's pretty much their. If if they get to the four seed or five seed or drop to the six seed, but the four seed and five seed really don't matter. Uh, there's no home court advantage, so they're going to play each other regardless. Uh, so how do you, how do you see the Pacers? Let's start in the front court. Uh, say Turner plays or Turner doesn't play. How do you, how do you see this playing out? Well, if Turner does play, I'm not expecting um, a full complement of minutes. I mean, I probably wouldn't expect a full complement of minutes from him in this matchup. Had it be a, a playoff game, just because it's tough on setters uh, with the small ball. So. Um, he's not a guy that I'd have, you know, I'd have on my radar either way. Um, so I, I'm, if he sits, fantastic. If he plays, I just avoid him. Um, but I'm kind of taking this game, like you said. I'm, I'm looking at it like with all the starters out. Uh, and if that's the case, you know, the guys that we could expect, I think, to get some minutes. Uh, you know, Goga, um, they are trying to work him back into game shape. But he is going to yeah, be, be a part of this rotation. <laughs> Uh, he does average a point per minute with all these starters off the floor with the second unit and 19.5. Uh, usage percentage. So I'd have some interest in Goga. I'd have some interest in uh, your other boy, Dougie Buckets over there, Doug McDermott. <laughs> I'd expect him to get some some halfway decent run. Uh, Aaron Holiday, um, he's, in one of, he's a fixture of this rotation, so I wouldn't expect too much from him. He does play a, a big role. Uh, and then maybe a guy like, you know, TJ Lee for McConnell. But, you know, those are the four guys I have on my radar. For the most part, I'm not a huge Jakar Sampson guy. I think this matchup fits him. I just don't, you know, love the usage that he walks around with. Uh, basically, a nothing. 12.5 percent usage, <laughs> averages 0.75 DK points per minute. So, uh, not a lot of upside involved there. So, I, I like I said, I think I'd limit myself to those four guys. What about uh, Justin Holiday? I don't mind Justin. Um, again, I kind of have him lumped in there with Aaron, where he is a uh, pretty important part of this rotation. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if they walk in there with only eight bodies and they do rule out five, five or six guys, uh, all everybody becomes into play. But um, yeah, sure. I guess we could consider Justin if if we know that he's going to play. Yeah, I'm hoping we get clarity, and it's a good thing this is the first game because uh, once we get clarity, we know where to go. I'm looking at all the same people, man. Um, but Justin as well, and uh, a little bit of Jakar. I think the matchup is good, and and like you said, if there's no bodies out there. Um, he's gonna have to get some run, uh, and he and he could he can score down low. He's not a I don't think he's good, but if he's gonna see thirty minutes at three minimum salary, that's pretty good. <laughs> you can't yeah. you can't pass that up. It's, it's very and, um, hard. And what I would say, is, and that's one thing you I didn't do right there is I didn't mention any pricing, and it's because I don't even think it matters. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't. I mean, we can you could say a guy's like Harden's like eleven, but realistically. You're gonna have to play some a couple three K guys on this slate just to get they're gonna be the guys playing the most minutes. Yeah. Um, so like if all these guys are out and you're playing two of these starters, um, odds are you're probably gonna have some cheap guys in another game as well, and you're gonna end up leaving money on the table. I think some way or form, uh, you're gonna have to to really differentiate your lineup on a four game slate as well. Yeah, and to me the. The two bet my favorite two guys on the, the Pacers, if everyone sits, are uh, I think they do play TJ McConnell. They like him, and I think he'll get some run. And he's a quality point guard whenever he gets a chance, and this is a good matchup for him. So I, I like him. And uh, you mentioned Dougie McBuckets. 
I don't think he's too prime in the rotation to not get 25 to maybe 30 minutes. And this is a matchup that suits him very well. He might see some center time uh, and, and he can really shoot. So I, those two guys I like everybody else, you might have to just throw them in there anyway. Like you said, if, if they're going to uh, see the time and, and get the minutes and then try and pay for hopefully someone productive. But uh, yeah, those are the two guys I like the most, but I'm looking at pretty much, the whole lineup this is where a lot of value comes in even though we really don't need much value out here absolutely uh this will probably be the value that everyone gravitates towards the most because we'll have the news it's the first game and it's the team with just about everybody in their starting lineup being questionable yeah um, okay, man. Let's so let's let's bump it out down to the 6:30 p.m. Eastern game, uh, the Raptors versus the Sixers. So on the Raptors, we have Ibaka questionable with the knee injury. Again, guys, we don't have any spreads or or over unders yet because there's just so much uncertainty. They're taking their sweet time in this. Um, but yeah, Ibaka is questionable with the knee injury. I think Patrick McCaw is out. And on the Sixers side, Simmons, as we know, had knee surgery. He's not playing. Embiid, Harris, Horford, J- Josh Richardson, all missed last game. Uh, they might play. <laughs> they might not play. I would say if someone's going to play, it's definitely Josh Richardson. Uh, Tobias Harris and Al Horford, closer to uh, closest to playing than Embiid because I just don't know if they want to risk Embiid. Um, but, Mike, let, let's throw it out to you. Let's throw it with the Sixers because this is the more challenging, questionable team. Uh, wh- where do you see the value in here? And well, it's tough starting because, that front court. Um, it, well, if it beads out, I think that you know that definitely, definitely, obviously makes the biggest difference. But um, I don't imagine anybody in this front court plays more than you know fifteen to twenty minutes. Serge Ibaka uh, himself, like you said, questionable at the moment, uh, dealing with the knee injury. That's going to limit him. Gasol until the minutes, uh, the minutes aren't going to rise until actually playoffs start. This guy's a veteran, and then you look at a guy like Chris Boucher. Uh, he's 4,600. He's coming off of a monster game uh, where he put up about 52.75 DK points against the Milwaukee. <laughs> Boucher. So, Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's I funny. knew that was coming. Uh, I, know uh, my, I know my friend over there, buddy. Also, um, I, thought we were, I thought we were going on the Sixers first. Dude. You just threw me a curveball oh, at the Raptors. I thought you said the but... start. All right. Well, we got to go back and listen. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're, already on the, we're already on the Raptors. I could have so swore you going. said Sixers front court, and I do apologize. Um, but yeah, yeah I did say Sixers. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I'm still kicking in. Actually, I the funny thing is, I had a Red I Bull, so I did, I did I have some Red Bull. Uh, no, well, I got the Red Bull right now. I, I don't, I don't, I drink way too much caffeine and Red Bull and coffee. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm up usually at about 6 30, 6 o'clock every day for work, and then doing this pretty late as well. but no excuses, no excuses, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be a little bit better on this. That was a slip up, but uh, those are the three guys. I, you know, I guess we, we're going to be considering. Um, and the guy I have the most interest in, obviously, would probably be Boucher out of those three, just because he has the most minutes upside. He's a fantastic point per minute producer as well. Um, and Does he show like, no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible, uh, and I, I, and this isn't about the best matchup either. I get it defensively. You know the Sixers are normally pretty great. That's not why uh, Sixers have been playing at like a, a pretty slow pace since they got back into the bubble and you know been struggling. But uh, one thing that they've been doing is limiting the amount of possessions opponents have been having. So it's not generally a, a spot I'm targeting for that reason anyway. Um, especially when we're talking about paying a premium for Kyle Lowry, eighty six hundred. Um, 
for the backcourt. I, I don't think I'm really looking at too many people in this Toronto backcourt. I'm going to have to see how my builds end up you know, falling and shaking out. Uh, but at the moment, I'm not looking at anybody in the backcourt. I'm really just looking at uh, a little bit of Chris Boucher um, and maybe a guy like Terrence Davis, Rodney Hollis Jefferson. I want to see what this news happens because I'm expecting somebody to end up sitting. Um, I believe the the Raptors have two games left, if I'm not mistaken. And if that's the case, we might see them do something like what the Clippers did. Kyle Lowry sits in one of them. Uh, Fred Van Vliet sits in the other. It's something worth monitoring. Yeah. Uh, so they they both sat the last game. Um, I'm not sure if they'll sit again, but we'll see. I think, uh, to me, I'm looking at, if I'm going to pay up for someone, it would be Siakam instead of the backcourt guys. I he's he's put up the best games against the Sixers on the season. I know that in silly season that doesn't mean too much, but he's put up nearly 40 points in the three meetings against the Sixers. Um, so if I'm going to pay up for someone, it'd be there. Um, Boucher at 46. If he's if like what, Ibaka doesn't play or Gasol doesn't play or Siakam anybody doesn't play, uh, yeah, he just proved that he can put up over 50 when given the minutes and. Uh, in a good matchup as well. I don't know who's going to play on the Sixers, uh, so that's not bad. And you mentioned Terrence Davis. This guy is talented, so if I know that a lot of backcourt guys are sitting, um, he would be one I'm looking at for that cheap price. And I like Matt Thomas as well because this guy can really shoot the ball. Um, one of the – he's shooting over 50% from three on on the season. I know it was very, very limited sample size, and he's a rookie. Uh, but even in college, this dude can stroke from three-point land, and if given the time – um, say that they're really just throwing their starters out there for 15, 20 minutes. Maybe this guy sees tw- another 25 minutes. He can really bring back value and, and really hit the shoot the three. So I, I like him there as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's we need to know the news because NBA silly season's upon us, and it's very hard. But uh, there's not many. I don't want to pay up for Lowry or Van Vliet as well. Yeah, it's, and and if you did want to pay for one of those guys, and you know we have the news that they're playing, I, I don't, I don't, you know necessarily. I'm going to say, it, and it's it's a trademark phrase. I don't knock it. Yeah. Um, but you're going to have to, you know, we're going to be paying up for guys that we're expecting to be limited. So why not take advantage of, you know, like I just talked about, a few of the guys I like more in that Indiana game would be the guards. You know, it might be like Dougie Buckets, might be uh, T.J. McConnell. Um, so I might opt to spend up at my forward spot and I already know I'm spending up on James Harden. So I'm not going to have a lot of guard spots open for these guys, the way that my bills are initially starting to look right now. It's the night before we're going to get more news, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to work for me. Yeah. That's how I'm looking at it as well, man. Um, all right. We're on the same page right now. Let's, let's flip on over to the Sixers for real this time. Um, <laughs> should I call them the 76ers or <laughs> yeah, maybe help me out a little bit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we mentioned I mentioned Embiid, Harris, Horford. We don't know their status yet. It looks like Josh Richardson is definitely going to play. He was the only one that was out for uh, quote unquote rest. <laughs> Everybody else is out with an injury, so I don't know what their status will be. Uh, but what do you make of of the Sixers? And, and and do you think who do you think is most likely to play if if they play out of Embiid, Horford, and Harris? Uh, the most likely to play would probably be Tobias Harris for me. Um, I mean, there's he said he's dealing with uh, an, an ankle injury, um, but... Since 2017. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Embiid's the, the big questionable one. He's the guy I'm expecting to you know sit out of everybody the most. Horford being the, the savvy veteran who 
they pretty much know his role. And the important thing about Horford is if Embiid's actually hurt, you need Al Horford. Um, <laughs> that's that's the insurance policy that they're paying for right now, considering you know when Ben Simmons is healthy, they're taking him off the bench just to be a backup. Uh, that's kind of changed with the Simmons injury now that he's done for the year pretty much. But um, he's uh, now he's going to be a major part again. So I, w- I would expect Harris to play out of anybody. You hit Josh Richardson, and I expect him to play fully. Um, but I'm just hoping that, you know, if Embiid gets ruled out again, if people go, go back to the Kyle Luquin, uh that's something <laughs> yeah. I would expect because uh, that's, that's the thing. We, we joked about it. Steve yeah, and whenever... I, yeah, Steve and I, we, we, uh, I know we, we talked about it today as well or afterwards, but Steve and I joked on the pod with the, the random Kyle O'Quinn game, and he, the dude almost put up a triple-double. Uh, it's hilarious. But. Yeah, and that was, and <laughs> I was, I was underweight on him just because whatever Kyle O'Quinn is chalk, it generally doesn't end well. And if we see that Embiid's ruled out, it will, you know, and Horford's still in there, uh, people are still going to want to play O'Quinn. They're going to expect some sort of limitations. They're going to see the box score, see that this dude just uh, basically dropped a triple double, <laughs> and you know he'll probably come out and play 16 minutes, um, and then fall flat and get like 7.75 DK points. Um, that happens. That's like his his trademark thing. He really needs the entire starting lineup to be out, and there only be eight men in the rotation. And then that's really when you could be confident in him. Um, but I'm probably not going to be going to guys like you know Shake Milton. Um, you got to imagine you know playing pretty much the full game almost today, 30 minutes. That he'd be a guy that'd be candidate just to you know maybe take a little bit a little bit of extra time off. Um, so maybe we look at a guy like Raul Neto, um, but. I don't have a ton of interest in a lot of these Sixers. It's just really upsided. I would say Tobias Harris would probably be my favorite play on there. Um, and then maybe we can go back to the Alex Burks, the mm-hmm. Alec Burks well. Um, probably those two guys top play and then just keep an eye on the news. And I think once we find out if if and who is sitting, um, that's when we can open up some other positions. But a lot of these bench plays that we were looking at today aren't going to be as enticing if even one or two bodies are back in the starting lineup. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Harris is the most likely to play uh, just because Embiid's injury history. They just lost Simmons. Uh, if, if he is really hurt, they're not going to push him through it. They're just going to wait for the playoffs. Um, Horford, he's a, he's a veteran. He's, he's the elder statesman on the team. If something is even a little ailing him, they're probably not going to push him as well. Harris, uh, this ankle injury has been a thing since like four years ago. I don't think it's real. So if if they want to play him, I, he's fully ready to play. Uh, yeah, but I'm not really looking at much here as well. I don't really trust Shake Milton. I don't know if he plays fully. I don't think Josh Richardson plays fully. Um, but if I get that he's the only starter playing, maybe I'll look his way. I do like Alec Burks a little bit. Uh, he's been he's been playing great. I think uh, he dropped another what 34. DK points again today. He's he scored over 23 straight games. So if he's going to be the lead guy again and, and get this funneled usage, yeah, I'll look his way. Um, and another guy I like is Matisse Thybul. More so on FanDuel, too, because of his steals and blocks potential. But uh, I he's a guy that's just pretty good. So I might look his way thinking that uh, if he's, if he's going to see 30 minutes. But to me, I would really mainly stick to Alec Burks and then the rest is possibilities. Yeah, and I think if a guy like Richardson plays, it, it only helps Burke due to ownership. Everybody yeah. was on him today because once they heard that Josh Richardson wasn't playing, you know, you knew he was going to get funneled usage with all the other starters out. He's still going to get usage no matter what. Maybe a couple of shot attempts and maybe be a second second unit usage. Uh, so give me a little bit of a price boost and lower ownership, and I'll still take that at forty nine hundred. I think that's a fantastic price tag for him. 
Yeah, and and to and if Harris plays, he's he's gonna shoot, so he's not bad at either. And we're gonna have we're gonna wind up having a ton of money to let to play with at the end. So um, he's not a bad option if he plays at eight AK. Absolutely, brother. All right, man. Let's jump on over to um, the the third game of the night. We're we're on the same page pretty much right now in this wacky 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 Wednesday, I guess we can call it. <laughs> that, that's really corny yes i know i'm i know i'm bringing bringing the the can of corns out here but uh th- this weird slate is doing it oh weird slate weird wednesday i got another one for you buddy uh but yeah let's go to the 8 p.m game uh the heat versus the thunder this is <laughs> looking at the the possibility of people playing this might be the uh the game where most people play then again i could be way off uh so the heat have qu- uh, Kendrick Nunn, questionable. He's in, in quarantine. He actually just returned on Tuesday. Or don't know if I, I doubt he's going to be ready to play this. Uh, I would put him more as doubtful. Uh, but they have him as questionable right now. And Olenek is probable with a thumb injury. That's it for the Heat. We saw Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic get return. Um, and the and the Thunder have Schroeder questionable. He also just returned to the to the bubble. Um, doubt he's going to be cleared in time for this game. Uh, Steven Adams has missed a couple games with a leg injury. Nerlens Noel missed with an ankle injury. Shy with a quote-unquote calf injury. And Gallo with a quote-unquote ankle injury. Uh, Adams and Noel, Schroeder is definitely, I don't think he's going to be ready to get cleared. Adams and Noel are question mo- questionable for me. Shy and Gallo is, does the team want to play them? Um, and maybe since Shy missed last game in Gallo, uh, maybe they flip it to Chris Paul missing this game. Uh, but let's start with the Heat. Who do you like in the Heat since they are pretty much healthy besides uh, Kendrick Nunn not being able to play yet? Yeah. Um, actually, I think you're cut, cutting in a little bit. Uh, oh, I don't my know. bad. I, no, you're good. I caught, I caught it. It was just towards the end a little bit. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler, I think, is everyone's favorite uh, you know, starting option. Uh, played well in that game against Indiana. Uh, limited minutes. He only played about 29 minutes, but he put up 50 DK points. And that was also a little bit of that grudge narrative. Him and TJ Warren had some beef earlier on. And <laughs> they were saying, you know, don't forget. You know, they had that game basically circled on both their calendars. Uh, and Butler outperformed him vastly. So I think that was a little extra motivation in that game. Um, I don't mind looking at Butler, but keep in mind he was nursing a little bit of a foot injury, and he did miss two games. And yesterday, and last game against the Pacers was his first game back after missing a few. So I, I wouldn't expect or anticipate him to play a heavy workload. Um, so you're going to get a little bit of limited. I would probably say 25 to 28 minutes, but if we're looking at 28 minutes, I don't mind that. Um, I'd probably pass on Adebayo. Uh If we hear that, you know, both Adams – out. <laughs> if we hear that <laughs> Adams is out and uh, and Noel are both out once again, then he definitely pops into consideration. But he's been shouldering a lot of this team throughout the entire bubble. And, uh, you know, I can definitely see him using a day off for rest or at least getting his, his workload limited just to make sure that he's fresh come time. And um, without none, Goran Dragic is also an excellent play, even in limited minutes, which we pretty much can expect it from him uh, more often than not. I think he only had one game since he's been in the bubble where he's played 30 minutes or more. Uh, every other game has been under. So um, a guy that could easily shoulder 25 minutes and still get us to where we're looking. We're not paying a premium. So I think Dragic would probably be my favorite play at 5,300. Um, and then if we do hear that Olenek's out, 
Uh, Myers Leonard and Derek Jones Jr. would probably see a few extra minutes, but uh, we would need Bam out as well for me to have like a ton of interest in those guys. So for me, it's Goran Dragic, um, maybe sprinkling a tiny bit of James Butler or James Butler, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Technically, You're going James. by governments today. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I, I wouldn't mind a little Jay Crowder. He's been balling out as well, 5,100. Uh, hasn't been shy shooting the three. He's been shooting it at like almost an elite clip. Uh, four for six, four for five, four for six over the last three games. So another guy that's definitely on my radar. Yeah, um, to me, for I'm looking at Butler's way, 7,800, that's not bad. And I think he does play close to 30 minutes, probably not exceed it, maybe 28. So I don't mind that. Um, the Adebayo sauce, the spicy Adebayo sauce. Um, I don't mind it, but I don't, like you said, I think he could sit a game too. He hasn't set a game yet. Uh, he came to camp late because of quarantine and everything and he had COVID. So I think at some point he's got to miss something. So, uh, they only have two games left. They're pretty much locked into that four or five battle seed. Uh, so they can rest him here. And I, I see that coming. If it's not this game, it's the game, the next game. Um, I do like Drogic as well. He's for for a 53, and and um, even without that, he he has hit value, and and Nunn's not playing. He's much better when Nunn's not there because he is the primary point guard. Uh, when when they're both there, they kind of and then when they're both on the court at the same time, sometimes that kind of split the ball handling duties a little bit, and it, it kind of saps Drogic's um, usage. And I, I'm not huge on it, um, but I actually do like Kelly Olynyk a little bit as well. Uh, it's not a bad price tag, and if he's ready to play. Um, and we expect, and, and Bam Adebayo misses, then, I mean, they're probably going to throw him there. They don't really have too many bigs to go against. Um, well, we don't know about the, the Thunder yet, so that's another news that we got to think. But I, I do like Olenek in this matchup, and I, I would, I'm looking at him. He's one of another guys that I'm looking at. Uh, not too many people later, depending on what news we get. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm, I'm worried about it with Olenek is that his thumb's actually like bruised, so he's actually injured. Um, and that might play into the play into an account where you know maybe yeah. we'll limit him because he's actually hurt. Um, but if he's playing, yeah, That's I think true. it's a great matchup. I think he'll really take advantage of uh, Gallinari in the start. I mean, Gallinari plays little no defense. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. With the little injury, they might just limit him as well, which we've been seeing a lot of. Um, but let's flip it on over to the Thunder. We know Schroeder's out. Adams, Noel are more pretty much questionable and shy and gallo should be ready to go when they want um but chris paul might be uh getting that treatment since shy and everybody else got the treatment last game so that's something to keep an eye on but who do you like on this this thunder side yeah so you let off and i think my favorite play might be gallo um 6200 is what we're used to paying for gallo anywhere between that 58 to 62 and we're used to paying for gallo being limited minutes anyway uh, this guy hasn't played more than 30 minutes in the bubble. So if uh, I think actually, if, yeah, no, nah, the most he's played in the bubble so far was against Denver and it was 29 minutes. Um, and he generally gets pretty close to the value of uh, close to five X. So he's right around that 30 point mark. Um, he played very well in this matchup earlier in the season, played 33 minutes, dropped 45 DK points in that. So uh, 6,200, uh, if you're telling me Gal is playing about 25, 26 minutes, I think that's fair. And I wouldn't mind spending the money on him in this matchup, especially if a guy like Chris Paul sits and he sees a little extra usage. Um, and now Shea, I don't love that price tag at 74. If Paul does sit, Shea will probably be pretty chalky. 
Um, and rightfully so. I, I, I get it. I'm not going to say don't play him, but um, I'd probably prefer to you know go to the Gallinari instead and get the ownership pivot a little bit on there, still get some exposure, uh, save a little money. We, you know, we are buying uh, James Harden. We already mentioned that. Um, but if any of those other starters sit again, I mean, Darius Baisley, he just blew up in that last one. Uh, shot 8 for 16, put up 45 DK points, had 22 and 10 double-double. So he'll definitely be able to absorb some minutes in the front court regardless. And you know, if anything happens, let's say Gallinari sits, these other front court guys out, he's got to be a lock at 4,800. And Baisley actually put up um, 37 in the game before that DK points, uh, back-to-back games at 20. So he's been playing really well. Uh, Mike Muscala might be another guy to look at uh, at 4K. Not too bad. He put up back-to-back games with 20. But I think Baisley's upside is, is better. Uh, and it's it's not much more expensive either. To me, I, I like Gallinari too. I think he's the, the play here. Uh, sorry, guys, if you hear if you hear my little puppy. He's going <laughs> a little bark happy right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think Gallinari's the play here. If everybody if, if he plays at 62, that's not bad. This matchup really suits him. Um, I'm not. I'm definitely not looking Chris Paul's way at that price and knowing that he's probably going to be limited, if not sitting as well. Uh, Shy is not bad for me, but that's, that's a very high price tag for uh, someone who you would need at least 50 points to bring a, a good value back in. Um, he hasn't done that in quite some time now. I don't. I'm not huge on that. But again, if we're if we're going point, um, uh, just straight points, maybe. And I have the money. Maybe I'll look his way. But if we're going point per dollar, he's not someone I'm looking at. Exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. And I agree. Yeah, and and that might be the case because uh, there's so much uncertainty here. You might be going straight points there. So we'll see how we go there. Um, but yeah, definitely keep on the news with Adams and Noel and uh, Shy and Gallo, and just see who's in, who's out. I think we should have more clarity before the four o'clock game, uh, before lineups even lock in the first place. So that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, let's let's run right into this last game, buddy. Um, the Clippers against the Nuggets, and we have Patrick Beverly is out with calf injury. Montrezl Harrell's out. He just returned to the bubble. He's not going to make it for tomorrow. They think he he's trying to, but I doubt it. Um, and Andrew Shamet is out with a foot injury on the Nuggets. Barton and Harris are still out, and uh, Grant is questionable with a knee injury. Uh, so let's start with the Clippers. Who do you like on the Clippers, and uh, where are you even looking if you are? Yeah, well, I can't pay 9500 for Kawhi Leonard when he is captain rest. Um, <laughs> you know, even if he, even if he plays, it's – it's not going to be a full complement of minutes. I can't imagine it being much more than 28. And that's a little, if, if we're going to be talking about Jimmy Butler at, you know, his price tag playing 28 minutes or quiet, his price tag playing 28 minutes, I'd rather have that point per minute, Jimmy Butler, I think for the, for the discount. Um, so I, I don't think I'll end up on too much quiet Leonard, Paul George, 8,400 is a fair price tag. Uh, he'd be the guy I prefer out of those two, but I'm not all that high on either. Um, don't mind looking at a guy like Zubak at 5,800 just because he's another one of those guys. And that's kind of the theme you'll hear me talk about tonight is, uh, he doesn't play a full workload anyway. He, if he gets his value, he's doing it in 25 or 24 minutes. That's literally all he plays is either 25 (laughs) or 24 since entering the bubble. It's been 24, 25, 24, 25, 25. So he's playing 24 or 25 minutes. I think that's, uh, that's worth betting on. I, I would take that to the house. So, um, Zubak, I don't mind looking at a center. And then uh, it would be some of the ancillary pieces. All these guards out. I think we could take a look at Reggie Jackson. 
Um, and then I wouldn't mind taking a couple stabs at you, Michael Green, where I need to, uh, you know, get a lower own value play in a certain spot. So he would definitely just benefit from any of this front court guys being limited. You have any interest in Lou Will? That's a good call. Um, I mean, the minutes are going to continue to be limited, but he's he's a stud point per minute guy. Where at you know twenty three, twenty four minutes, we could see him just pour on points in that second unit. So yeah, I think that's a good call. I, I do have some interest in Lou Will. Um, kind of let him slip through the radar. I would prefer him over Reggie Jackson. So I like that call. Yeah, uh, to me, that's where, where I would be looking is Lou Will. Uh, I actually do like Kawhi Leonard at ninety five. I know he's probably not going to play full complement, but he has played thirty eight, thirty seven the last two. Um, but th- I'm saying this now. Paul George didn't play the last game. It might be Kawhi Leonard's turn not to play, so that might be irrelevant by the time you guys hear this or by the time lineups start. Um, but if I had to pick one of Leonard or George, if I had the money, because I, I think I might have the money, I'd rather have Leonard point per just overall production in this game. I think I would rather have Leonard, um, but we'll see how what it happens. Uh, if Leonard sits, Paul George at 84 becomes a really good price, even if he's playing 28 30 minutes he's gonna get funneled usage for that 28 30 minutes i mean yeah you mentioned zubats that's how you say it zubats i got it right this time uh i'm not huge on the 5800 price tag but yeah he does get his his production in (laughs) half a game um as you mentioned you, you broke down his his minutes there so he's not bad and there's not a boatload of center options that that might be um able to get a, a decent run that you know of um, and lock it in there. So I, I wouldn't mind looking his way either. All right, man, let's let's jump over to the Nuggets, the last team of the night, though. Uh, we have Barton and, and Harris out still and Grant questionable. Uh, what do you like on this Nuggets team, and, and where do you want to go? Do you think they play? They didn't really play much against the Lakers. Uh, to me, I don't think they play much against the Clippers as well. Uh, so have at it, buddy. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same exact boat. And um, I'll be looking at the same guy I was looking at last time, and it's Jamal Murray, uh, simply because he's the guy that has the least amount of bubble time in. Uh, probably looking to just stay a little tuned up, get a few extra shot attempts. Um, you know, all these starters you touched on that did have limited minutes. Um, but if you look at all the starters, the person that took the most shot attempts out of them was Murray. Uh, he had 10 shot attempts in limited minutes. So he'd probably be the guy I have as uh, my number one. I won't be looking at Millsap, even though Grant's questionable. Um, still probably not going to have too much interest in it. it. You know, this guy, He's he said at the beginning of the season, before he even started, uh, he has no problem resting as often as possible. Uh, he is okay with that. So uh, it would really just be Murray, and I'd, I wouldn't mind having a little interest in a guy like Plumlee. Another guy, he's a great points for a guy. If you're telling me he's going to get somewhere minutes in the mid-20s, I have some interest. The matchup shoots him, um, so I could definitely see him. And uh, do we talk about Do- uh, P.J. Dozier, you know, leading? Uh, hey, leading hey, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> I do want to back you up and say I do like Jamal Murray. That's the one if, out of the people that you pay up for on the Nuggets. He's mm-hmm. the one guy I'd pay up for, I think. Like, as you mentioned, he only has two games in this bubble. They want to get him going right before the playoffs, so he's going to get funneled funneled the shots. Jokic, I just can't pay up for, knowing that he's not going to play a full complement of minutes. And a lot of times he's very passive, and I think he wants to be passive and let Murray get back into the groove of things, kind of like how he let Michael Porter Jr. get his uh, supreme confidence going. So I can't touch him. And speaking of Michael Porter Jr., yeah, I can't 
as well, just because they want this guy healthy for the playoffs. Uh, for me, it's Murray. Um, and then, yeah, let's touch on these these low guys. Uh, you mentioned Dozier, and then there's one guy right under him in the price tag that I also like. Uh, but go hit your Dozier guy, man, bud. Man, I mean, he's, that's my new that's my new nickname, man. But I'm just, I'm just, uh, he's been playing he's been playing solid minutes uh, in the bubble so far. I mean, three out of the past four games, he's got twenty plus minutes, uh, and in those games, he's got double digit scoring. So I don't mind taking a look at him. I hope that he gets overlooked a little bit. A lot of people might go to Monte Morris, but um, I I think that when you're just talking about any garbage time run, anything like that, this this kid's got. A decent opportunity to put up 25 to 30 points. And with all that value that we're going to have spinning around in the first game, I doubt he draws a lot of attention. I think people are just going to go with, with the sure thing that they have right there, ready in the front of them, uh, right at the lock time. So I don't expect him to draw a lot of ownership compared to a lot of those other guys. So he he's definitely one of my top options when I'm looking at the, uh, the Nuggets. And um, I prefer him at his price tag over guys that are in the starting lineup. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I like the P.J. PJ Dozier, uh, he's actually, if you guys watched him in <clears throat> in the G League the last couple of years, uh, he's he was awesome in the G League. Um, I believe he averaged uh, over twenty points the last two years and nearly seven, seven eight or seven and seven in rebounds and assists, uh, with with a block or nearly a block and a steal. And I believe he upped that to like nearly eight and seven uh, with twenty points over 20 points so, somewhere in those range, but he, this guy's been ball and they, they talked about his, uh, his skill set for a while. He just doesn't have, uh, just like a lot of people like Porter jr. Didn't have it. Who People have skill sets, but this Nuggets team is just so deep that you just can't find the time. A lot of times, uh, they traded people away and people still can't find time. Uh, but I don't mind. I like him at 3,500 and I think he's going to play pretty good amount of minutes as well. Um, especially if they go with what they did last game against the Lakers. Uh, they're not going to show the two big teams that they think that they're going to have to go through their their looks there. So I, I like Dozier there. Um, and then another guy I, I don't mind looking at right now uh, is Bo Bowl, man, at 3,400. He's finally gotten some run the last two games, 25 minutes and 21 minutes. Uh, I think that happens again, at least 20 to maybe 30, 30 minutes. Uh, and this guy is just a, a freak, freak talent. Uh, if and if you watch the the scrimmage games before uh, the bubble started, you everybody knows what this guy can is capable of doing if he gets the minutes and the time. And he's just so he plays so weird. Like the watching him play and his his movements is just so it looks so unnatural. But he's just he's a baller. Uh, it, it's very you don't want it, you don't usually see a seven two guy move the way he does. I'm impressed by his passing. Uh, that's one thing that I, I we all know he can. He had a good three point shot, and he can block anything that comes in within you know 20 feet of the basket. But uh, his passing ability, you know, a couple of those full court passes, those uh, fast break passes, one handers, looks like he's just gunning it. I think he had a nice one uh, last game, was it? But uh, that's been impressive, man. This guy's got a couple little tools up his uh, up his sleeve, a couple different packages that he can roll out. So. Uh, I don't know if I have a ton of interest in him at like 20 minutes. Um, I think I'd prefer Dozier. Um, but if we hear anybody else sits, and I think like, you know, that would be it. If we like Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, Millsap, one of those guys were to sit out, we'd be looking at him seeing uh, mid-20s minutes. And at that point, I have some decent interest in him. Right now, I think it's more or less like, you know, high teens, low 20s. Yeah, you mentioned his passing. His handles are awesome too for a guy that that size and that, that length – 
just lank. Uh, he's just incredible. Um, but it's yeah, those crazy guys, when you think about it, him dribbling at his waist is like, you know, <laughs> at, at the top of my head. <laughs> it really is. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Steal it I with think my head. Without besides Murray, those are the two guys I like on this team, though. Uh, just cheap guys that you know can produce if given the time. Um, some of these other guys we've been mentioning. Even with the time, they might not produce. But these guys actually have talent. So if they get the time, um, I'm more confident in them. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah. sense. So that's it for that's it for this wacky Wednesday slate. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to say before we head on out of here? Before, uh, um, yeah, before I would say I would say how about we never call them wacky Wednesdays anymore. <laughs> um, We'll start. We'll start with that. I think that that should be the that should be very Don't important. Don't make it weird, our, bro. Don't make our it weird. listeners, our listeners, are probably sitting there agreeing with me. Like you know, uh, let's let's not do that anymore. Let's let's uh, we'll we'll have to figure out a different a different Wednesday for you. Uh, don't, don't give me these wacky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at you. Yeah, you almost bleep, did what I did. Yeah. <laughs> don't give me don't give me these weird Wednesday slates with uh, half the half the league is out. Nobody's playing, and, and the games they're giving me four games with like I might be starting on a team and seeing ten minutes. I don't know. Yeah, and that, that's another. It's, I'm glad <laughs> you brought it up. That how wacky this Wednesday slate is. Uh, I don't think you've said that enough. But seriously, guys, uh, really limit your bankroll on games like this. It's not worth, uh, you know, investing heavily into when we really don't know what's going on. I don't even think the coaches know. We're in an unprecedented times in a bubble right now, uh, and these teams have nothing to play for. Um, so I, I, I'd say if you want to get a little action, maybe, you know, shied away from your, your cash games because everything's pretty much going to be a GPP. We don't know who's safe and who's not. So maybe you play a couple of GPPs, you limit yourself to a single entry, um, and you, you know, throw, throw a dart in there, something like that. But I wouldn't go too crazy on a slate like this guy. It's really risky. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable going on a slate like this, there is something that you could be comfortable in and that's my bookie guys uh if you haven't checked it out by now go to mybookie.com and enter the promo code hoopball that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l uh they will match your first deposit 100 percent. and again if you're as, as mike said if you're not confident in this another word that i can't think of right now wednesday slate <laughs> uh put some wagers on my bookie when we actually get some lines out there uh, and if you if you like what you see so that's that's something that you are going to want to do. And oh yeah, don't forget to check out manscaped.com as well. Uh, enter the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and get your lawnmower 3.0. I've been saying it every time I'm on this podcast. I cannot endorse it enough. It's absolutely phenomenal. I know uh, Mike just got, Mike has one, and he got his, uh, uh, what's it, the Perfect Package 3.0 in there, and he was just raving about it the other day. He's like, oh, you got it. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Um, yeah. So he can tell oh, you about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and let me just say, <laughs> uh, the conditioner—it's like a nice, like it's like a leathery, but like a, a like a nice fragrance, of like leathery, almost kind of smell. I don't know if I'm what? probably giving it—I'm not giving <laughs> it the justice it deserves, but it's a very masculine scent. Uh, needless to say, but it's still—it still smells great. Um, I'm—I'm—I <laughs> like it, man. I'm obsessed with this stuff now. I always talk about it as a luxury. It's one of those things you didn't know you needed it till you have it. Uh, now I am a reoccurring member. I will get a subscription package. They they got me. They hooked me. Got and it was all with the the twenty percent off and the free shipping. Um, Hook, line, knows, maybe sinker. I wouldn't have tried it. Hook, line, sinker. All right. 
Um, so that's a great way to end it there. Uh, so on behalf of the Hoopball team and, and Hoopball DFS today, uh, oh yeah, before we go, let me tell you guys, we got a lot of stuff going on Hoopball. I've been saying it a lot when I was on here, um, but we have so many team podcasts going. If you check out our website, it's completely different. It got revamped. It's awesome now. Um, hopefully you all like it. And we have a ton of different team podcasts going out there. We have today in sports betting, betting on every sport that's playing right now uh, every single day, just like DFS is going every single day. Uh, we got box score breakdowns. We got fantasy stuff going on still. Uh, we have a ton of stuff. So come check us out on Hoopball if you haven't. If you're just listening to these podcasts, go go to Hoop. Uh, is it Dash uh, or is it the Slash? No, it's the Dash. Hoop-ball.com. I always get the slashes and the dashes mixed up. But uh, hoop-ball.com and check out our website. It, it's we're, we're doing big things there, guys. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook. We have a new Facebook page. Uh, we have an Instagram page now. Uh, come check us out. But yeah, so on behalf of everybody in the in the Hoopball DFS Today podcast, I'm your I was your host tonight, Santino Cocone, and I'm was joined by the wonderful, uh, terrible. Friend of mine and Michael mm-hmm. Patria. It was great. It was it was awesome to have you on tonight, dude. I was so thrilled to do this with you. <laughs> As always, buddy. Me too. All right, guys. Have a good night and uh, good luck in this this weird Wednesday, this wacky Wednesday, wacky Wednesday. Yeah, bu- buckle <laughs> up and this is all hope. Santino stops calling at that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put it on our uh, you or uh, our Twitter, the Wacky Wednesday slate. That's all it's gonna say is for the description. But all right, guys, that's enough. Have a good night, guys. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.